what does that say about me? What is that? What is that? What could that have meant? Or what does it mean that that it was something I wanted to do, or something? I mean, I guess at the very least, something that I did on numerous occasions. Sociopath. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> That is one of the very clear early signs of sociopathy. Oh, no. I knew yes. it. <laughs> is a man who once was a boy, and he wrote down all his feelings in a diary to enjoy. Now he's reading it again, reading it for you. Maybe you'll recognize yourself too. Jedder Diaries, Jedder Diaries, that's the name of this podcast. And now the song is through. Talent. Got that talent show. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> is there anything else to talk about about the talent show? I mean, it's it, it like, I feel like there was something, something more there, something that we, we might have missed. Mm, maybe not. As we talked about last week. In the hours, probably the days after the talent show, we were really riding high. We were signing autographs, <laughs> being hailed as kind of conquering heroes. <laughs> by children. By and other I, children. By other children. No, no, no adults were. By our classmates. Yeah. I have a sort of vague memory of thinking that, you know, so that was a Friday. Come Monday, <laughs> we would still be treated differently by our classmates. <laughs> and, you know, going to school and just being... Everything being back to normal in a very disappointing way. Oh, yeah. So on the weekend, you thought you thought we'll go back and we'll continue to be like kings. Yeah, everyone will be be fawning over us. Mm -hmm. It'll be a new life. Right. But it was, we went back on Monday, and it was just another day. <laughs> it was just another day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can imagine that being disappointing, but also a lesson, a mm -hmm. good lesson to learn. Yeah, people don't give a shit. <laughs> or no, like other people have lives. Right. right. <laughs> you know, like a, a weekend wipes out whatever. Right. excitement must have you know and and also nothing you do is as important to anyone else as it is of course to you i think at that age it's like a lingering it's like a residual object permanence thing you know when you're a baby <laughs> yes when people disappear you think they're they don't exist anymore yeah. yeah you obviously know at a certain point that they do but there's still that self-centeredness like that my life is more important than than yours or people are thinking about me way right. more than they actually right. are yeah it's like this this sense of empathy you know little kids can be cruel right teasing and, and things like that and but and that's partially i mean some people are assholes for their entire lives but i think kids who do tease and bully at a younger age and end up growing out of it you know it's because you don't really think of anyone else as a person mm -hmm. you know you are the star of the universe yeah you, you know your parents dote on you and keep you alive this is a this is a certain kind of childhood certainly everyone doesn't have a childhood like this but yeah of course you would spend the weekend thinking about your triumph yeah and assuming other people were thinking about your triumph and then coming back yeah and realizing they weren't yeah i think we're constantly expanding i mean if you're on the right track our circle of empathy and mm -hmm. understanding that mm -hmm. other people have these very complex lives there's a line in a book by this author, Nell Zink. It was the conversation between a couple and the husband or wife was saying, you know, what is the sum total you know about Togo, the country? And he was like, you would probably tell me that it's a country in Africa, but it's a country full of history huh. and culture and people. He's like, every time you see someone on the street, 
there's a togo inside of them, you know, for <laughs> yeah. you, that person, you pass them on the street. Person. But like, if you think about the fact that their lives are as complex as yours, yeah. I mean, it's remarkable to me that we're able to commune with people at all, you know, like uh-huh. we're all so complex. We have our own histories, our own upbringing, our own biases. It's remarkable that people are able to understand each other to the extent they are. I mean, there's massive amounts of misunderstanding, but the ability to come together in any way is remarkable to me. What's that quote? If a lion could talk, you wouldn't understand what it was saying. Right. Yeah. And sometimes I feel that way about people, (laughs) you know? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know how that relates to us going to school on Monday after the talent show and thinking that people are going (laughs) to... Be, you know, standing on their desks. Well, it all, it all comes from uh, from like that internalizing. Yeah. Like the core of empathy, just mm-hmm. realizing that other people are people too mm-hmm. and that they they have their own things that they're thinking about and their own priorities. Mm-hmm. And like that's, you know, everyone is important to someone else, mm-hmm. but no one is as important to someone else as they are to themselves. Right. And that's probably, I mean, I say that and I, I realize that parenthood probably... Um, shifts that yeah but i I can't speak about that from my own experience yeah you've mentioned in relation to the diary and this is an experience that i certainly had and a lot of people have had but feeling like you're uncool and and thinking everybody's looking at you and thinking about how stupid you look (laughs) what does it say about life that 25 years ago you had an experience that led you to believe that everyone would continue thinking about how great you were Mm -hmm. for an entire weekend and then we're disappointed when no one was. Yeah. And the Tory of today, who will basically do the opposite, that just imagine everyone is looking at you and thinking how stupid you are. <laughs> right. It's harder to come to that realization because it's strangers now. It's mm-hmm. not your classmates. And also there's no way to prove that strangers don't think you're stupid mm-hmm. without appearing to be crazy. <laughs> and I don't know that they'd, if you walk up to them and say, excuse me, do you... I'm sorry to ask this. Do you... Do you have a negative opinion of me? Yeah. Well, that's interesting because... Wait, I, do you have a negative opinion of me? Yeah. But... <laughs> um, I, I mean, they. but then they would, probably, because yeah. you're bothering them. It's like a self-fulfilling prophecy. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I didn't, but... <laughs> now that you mention it, get the hell out of my sight. <laughs> I really... And this is something that is very common to millennials or people in our generation but i really wanted to be famous when i was young you know like that to me seemed like like validation on a grand scale yeah and i think this was probably it was a little taste the little taste of of what i thought fame would be you don't think this was the genesis of that you wanted to be famous before i think this. i think it preceded that but this was a real feeling of validation and, and what i imagined being famous would be like i mean it was sure i mean it, yeah based on what you said last week mm-hmm. it was exactly what being famous would be like mm-hmm. on, <laughs> yeah. on the scale of an elementary school gymnasium yeah I mean, at that age, that's your entire world. Yeah, so, that's you know, true. if for a day you're celebrated in your elementary school gymnasium, then that's you've as made good it. as it gets. <laughs> yeah. Based on my experience, I would say everybody wants to be famous when they're a child. Mm-hmm. But I mean, that might be something, you know, our parents' generation, when they were raising us, mm-hmm. you know, kind of the line they would always go to is you can be anything you want to right. be. Right. And if you can be anything you want to be, mm-hmm. You're going to choose one of the best things there is. Yeah. You can't drop that basket in front of one somebody and say, here's everything there is to be, mm-hmm. you know, pick mm-hmm. out the things. Mm-hmm. You wouldn't pick anything other than an astronaut or right. the president or a movie star. Mm-hmm. 
I have come to terms with the fact that I'll never be famous mm-hmm. at 37. Mm-hmm. And I'm glad because it seems exhausting. Yeah. That's not sour grapes. I don't want to be famous. <laughs> yeah. So no one out there try to make me famous by telling everyone about this podcast. <laughs> so a week has passed mm-hmm. for, for you and me and, f- and for the listeners, if they're listening as we're putting these out. But for little us... We'll be picking up the very next day mm-hmm. after we got this delicious taste of fame <laughs> yeah. in, in the gymnasium. I stayed up until 2.30 in the morning yeah. doing who knows what. Yeah. Just, just bouncing off the walls. <laughs> what did you do after the talent show? Matt and I went to my dad's work oh, for Gary. the annual barbecue. Oh. We went every year and, so and this, nice. it happened to be the same day as our talent show. I'd like to ask why I wasn't invited. I was wondering that. I think it was a tradition. I think Matt had been coming with me for years. So I think we were just carrying on with that tradition. I think my dad said, would you like to bring a second friend? And I said, no. (laughs) (laughs) I had to do my pip anyway. So (laughs) Yeah, you had things to do. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't even want to go to this stupid mountain. Okay, let's, uh, let's see how we're dealing with our newfound fame. Okay. But first... This is week 23 of the oh. Jedi Diaries, and I'm your host, Jedediah Baker. I'm Tori Puckett. Okay, now we can read the diary. June 5th. Tori is sleeping over. So is Jimmy Doobie. We went to common ground. Kyle's parents died. <laughs> I hope they come back to life. <laughs> what is... Who... From AJ's world... Yeah. <laughs> mean well i mentioned that matt and i went to the party the the annual barbecue kyle was the character that matt played in our little (laughs) Uh our little scenario real quick synopsis aj's world was this just fantasy cinematic property Mm -hmm. that we we played yeah and it was about three friends aj kyle and skimpy that's right matt was kyle his parents were scientists yeah they were scientists and uh i don't remember them dying when we were at the barbecue, we staged this... Oh my god, I do remember them dying. Elaborate. I remember this. It was at the mountain. They some sort of it was terrible a, accident. Yeah. Actually, it was a succession of accidents. Were... <laughs> that's right. I, that's, I'm, I'm imagining this sort of Rube, Rube Goldbergian kind of <laughs> yeah. series of events that left them both dead. <laughs> that's pretty much what happened. Jeez. <laughs> oh, they were very peripheral characters. Oh, okay. And you I ju- remember... You just brought them, brought them into the stories to kill them off, simply. Yeah, one I remember you. Brought on for one episode. Your reaction at the time seeming outsized, given <laughs> that they were characters we essentially never played <laughs> i mean clearly i hope they come back to life <laughs> i know T- tell me this did they ever come back to life they didn't we they never, were they we, were really dead canonically we never dead resurrected them they were they were dead Kyle the orphan yeah but uh well, i didn't like that yeah you didn't yeah what did i do did i scream you just didn't understand why we had killed them off why did you kill them off i don't know it added maybe a new I dimension gra- to, the, to this world gravitas it had some gravitas some <laughs> stark realism <laughs> Well, I, partially, I was probably upset that the two of you made this unilateral creative decision. decision without without my input. Yeah, that could have been part of it. I think you were just sad that two characters had been, yeah. you know, yeah. killed off. They're like a death in the family. Mm-hmm. I might have had some really good plot lines lined up for them in the future <laughs> yeah. that I had to totally rework. <laughs> you came to spend the night. And we went to Common Ground. Common yeah. Ground uh, was... Amusement a, park. Yeah, like a mini golf course. <laughs> Amusement, which makes it sound a lot more... <laughs> yeah, we- an amusement park it was amusing to go there for sure yeah they had mini golf bumper boats bumper boats baby 
I went to a birthday party the year before this, right after fifth grade. Mm. Obviously, I knew the birthday boy, uh, <laughs> but I didn't really but, know any of his other friends. Yeah. So I felt very alone. And when we were doing the bumper boats, I fell in the water. <laughs> You're not supposed to go. I mean, that water was disgusting. It was disgusting. I mean, I fell. I was mis- knocked. I was yeah. knocked into you were, the water. You were bumped with such with such force. Vigor. I was propelled into the water. <laughs> what made it even worse was that I was like really struggling. I mean, I could swim, but these are not inflatable. These aren't inner tubes. These are hard plastic. Yeah, you know, with motors. It was very scary. You could have been crushed. And I remember nobody noticed that I had been oh knocked. Oh my god! So that's I was super like, scary. I was struggling to get back to the to the side of the, you know, and I I pulled myself up. I was soaked. It was like a cold day. I went to the parents of this birthday boy, and I sort of like, I mean, I was sopping wet. Like clearly something had happened yeah. to me, and they just didn't seem to care. <laughs> Their reaction. Let's talk about your outsized reaction to Kyle's parents dying. <laughs> Their reaction was decidedly <laughs> undersized. Yeah. I'm sorry. It was, I couldn't understand it. June 6th. Bodie is hanging upside down. (laughs) Me and Tori made a super Bodie man video. Mm. It is cool. Tomorrow is Monday. Damn. (laughs) Bodie is very weird. (laughs) This is a very Bodie heavy entry. Yeah. Putting that camcorder to good use. Yeah. Super Bodie Man, which I remember quite well. Mm-hmm. That was a series of videos. Yeah. Starring you, Tori, mm-hmm. as the eponymous Super Bodie Man. Yeah. Did you remember, your, what was your character's name? Mark, I think. <laughs> Mark, uh, if I recall, and correct me if I get any of this wrong, would put on a pair of magical sunglasses. Right. Which would then transform him into Bodie. Right. Then Bodhi would fight Ninja Turtle toys? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, I... And by fight, like, sort of, we would put Bodhi near some <laughs> yeah. toys and kind of, like, hope he would do something to them. Right. I mean, I just had the powers of a parakeet. And <laughs> <laughs> not even, not even like, Spider-Man, like, the proportionate yeah. powers of a parakeet. Right. You turned into a small I, parakeet. I shrunk down to a parakeet. Yeah. Do you remember the theme song? Because I think I remember the theme really? song. Yeah. I don't remember it. Right, I'm going to just, you know, don't judge me. Super Bodie Man, Super Bodie Man, Super Bodie Man. And that's that's is definitely stolen from a, a commercial or some other cartoon. <laughs> yeah. Super Bodie Man. Well, he's Super Bodie Man and he's something, something, something. <laughs> boom, boom, boom. Well, he's Super Bodie Man and he's something, something, something. Boom, boom, boom. Well, he's Super Bodie Man and he'll fight you in the halls. Boom, boom, boom. Well, he's Super Bodie Man he'll kick you in the balls and the face and the legs and the arms. Super Bodie Man, Super Bodie Man. Super Bodie Man, Super Bodie... Does that, does that <laughs> ring a bell? Yeah, it does. <laughs> That's it. It was from some other thing that was called Super Something Man. You know, we <laughs> yeah. just... we You know that quote, uh, the good ones borrow and the great ones steal? <laughs> yeah. Who said that? Picasso. <laughs> yeah, well... We were the great we ones the- <laughs> that he was speaking about. <laughs> that was the first... I mean, you filmed that funny little video, but that was the first thing we really filmed together wow really it was really a rudimentary effort though i think i recognized it even at the time like okay well hopefully we get better <laughs> what do you want yeah i mean it's our first thing <laughs> it's our first show. you gotta walk before you can fly <laughs> june 7th i'm tired <laughs> i don't know you're funny uh yeah <laughs> My name is Scumpy. What are you doing? What is this? Okay, this is 
This is in the diary. This is in the diary. I'm not going crazy. <laughs> yeah. Let me finish the entry. Okay. And then we'll talk about this. Uh-huh. Funny head. I like computer games. <laughs> I'm going to Shelburne Museum tomorrow. It will take all day. Mm-hmm. Yay! God, that's embarrassing to read. I really was questioning whether I should do that in my normal voice or in this attempted baby voice mm-hmm. because Skimpy or Scumpy, as I call this and as I write it out phonetically in the diary, yeah. was my character in AJ's world. Right. Who was a baby. He was a baby. He was three years old. <laughs> the three-year-old baby. Yeah. And for some reason, for the first time all year, I'm deciding to record as if I'm Skimpy <laughs> yeah. in the diary. Like automatic writing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Letting, Letting the, character. the character take over. Funny is spelled consistently with one N. Okay. But this isn't the baby writing. This is me trying to capture his dialect. Yeah. As I did a few weeks ago with the Vermont dialect. Mm-hmm. I do remember the My Name is Scumpy was more like, My name is Scumpy. Yeah. My name is Scumpy. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't possibly do the actual voice yeah. because my, my voice has lowered a few octaves since then. Right. So I remember we would affect these baby voices, and when our voices began to change, we were quite distressed because we were no longer able to... <laughs> like how, how will we realize our creative vision now? <laughs> yeah. yeah, We've lost the thing that made it as good as it was. <laughs> this must have been just unbelievably annoying to anyone in our vicinity. I assume it was. Three boys just constantly talking in baby voices? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's, I, I don't know what... I just don't know why that was appealing to us. <laughs> I mean, I don't either. You two, I don't remember you guys being, like, you weren't babies. You were little kids. My character right. was decidedly a baby. He was the youngest. And I also remember in grade school, uh-huh. like, second grade, Yeah, I remember embodying this character uh, called a dirt baby. <laughs> yeah, I remember. And the, I wasn't a part of it, but I remember the dirt <laughs> babies. Like, quickly distancing yourself from the dirt baby clan, which <laughs> yeah. I understand because it's, it's very strange. Yeah. But it would be me and... Your friend Ryan. My friend Ryan. Ryan mm-hmm. O'Connell. The only thing I really remember was kind of flopping around in the sand. Was this separate? I remember getting in trouble. I remember going into the school building and getting in trouble because we had filled our pockets with sand. <laughs> I love how literal you just you played <laughs> dirt, babies, babies who, and dirt. I mean, what do you, what do you want? <laughs> yeah. This is a full four years before the diary. And, you know, I'm clearly not very mature in 1993. So yeah. I was like 1988, yeah. 89. I just remember kind of sitting in the dirt. And talking in a baby voice and that just being fun. <laughs> fun for me. The dirt, dirt babies. babies. I uh, remember actually your dad, when we started playing AJ's World, your dad referring to it a few times as dirt babies <laughs> and us getting very angry and saying, this is not the dirt babies, as if it was so much more yeah. sophisticated. I mean, you know, maybe a little derivative <laughs> yeah, that's of true. My, my, my OCs, the dirt babies. <laughs> yeah. So clearly I had some sort of thing about pretending to be a baby it <laughs> yeah. was it was fun for me i suppose i was yeah. doing it all the time over a period of <laughs> at least four years <laughs> yeah. so i wonder what that's about i do too so to try to get to the bottom of why i seem to have this proclivity for acting like a baby mm-hmm. in the late 80s and early 90s <laughs> <laughs> I went to a bar with host of the podcast, A Therapist Walks Into a Bar, mm-hmm. uh, Lily Sloan, whose voice has appeared on this podcast before. Mm-hmm. And I tried to get her to, from a therapist's perspective, explain to me why. Why anyone would do this. Yeah. Well, what does it mean if somebody finds comfort in 
pretending to be an infant. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't think that there's any one one interpretation, but the first thing that comes to my mind is were you needing extra caretaking or comfort? Like, were you feeling kind of helpless or were you wanting to be helped? Like, were you fantasizing about going back to that helpless place where people would definitely take care of you because they had to? Like, was the responsibility of getting older starting to feel like too much? I mean, this is this is blooming in my heart as something that is true. So I, that that absolutely resonates with me. Um, you know, even today, today I crave comfort. You know, in my relationships, in my life, you know, in my home, um, it is something that's very important to me, and not something you know you can always get. And it is very, um, it's hard for me to not be comforted. Um, so yeah, as a, as an adult, certainly as a man, I'm not saying I want to be a baby now, but I'm saying that the kind of the um, when you boil it down, a baby has no choice but to like be taken care of by someone else, and I think um, deep down I still have that desire. I, I want I I like the idea of being taken care of not fully but at least a little bit well and I think that we can confuse sometimes the fantasy of being a baby and being taken care of with with 100% wanting to be a baby and I think that it's more like there's a part of us that wants to be babied yeah. And that is understandable. Like, you know, we never lose our inner child and our inner there's our inner children are all those different ages and need different things. Yeah. Like, like, the, like the rings of a tree. Mm-hmm. I mean, being a baby means not being responsible. It means um, not being in charge of anything. It means that someone else is making your decisions for you, taking you from place to place, um, providing you your food. I mean, who wouldn't want any of that? Who wouldn't want that? Being swaddled. Swaddled, jeez, somebody swaddle me. Oh my god, me too. If you feel like swaddling me, please call the tip line, 1-802-851-9578. I'll swaddle you if you swaddle me. (laughs) It'll be hard for you to swaddle me if you're swaddled though, so it has to be very distinct times. Lily, thank you so much for that insightful therapizing. I think it really answered a lot of questions. Yeah, it did. That's Lily Sloan, host of the podcast, The Therapist Walks Into a Bar. Find it wherever podcasts are found. Mm-hmm. comes out about once a month. And actually, next month's episode, uh, I'm featured on oh, an episode. I can't wait. So tune in. June 8th. I went to Shelburne Museum. Oh, wow. That is so amazing. Who cares? <laughs> <laughs> I have TKD tomorrow. That sucks. Damn. My head hurts. Cursive sucks. You're a funny poo head. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it feels weird to do. Yeah. But now I've made, now, since thanks to Lily, I've made peace with this Mm -hmm. part of me that wishes to be a baby. Yeah. You're like sort of bound to what you're. 12 year old self did uh, you know you're having to yeah in a way i'm, I'm sort of enslaved to him yeah. to, his, to his whims and proclivities yeah. I, I got no choice at this point <laughs> i have to read what he wrote we've talked about you 
sort of embarrassing your younger self, but <laughs> your younger table, self is the tables also... are turned. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. My younger self has the power to embarrass me yeah. greatly as an adult. That's incredible. It really goes both ways. It does. Shelburne Museum really didn't didn't do it for me. Do you no. remember going this all day field trip to Shelburne yeah, Museum it was on, an all day, a, on a Tuesday? All day event. Mm-hmm. I mean, at this point, school yeah, work yeah, was effectively not, done. Yeah, we've got a week less than a week left. Yeah, we were just kind of coasting at yeah. this point. June 9th. No more saxophone. Yes. Two and a half more days of school. Yes. TKD is over for today. (laughs) Smiley face. Yes. I'm done my PIP. (laughs) I'm done my USA test. Checking off all the boxes. Good mood today. Yeah. I'm just happy that things are over. We were gearing up. Yeah, we're gearing up for summer. Finished finished my last couple of assignments. Mm -hmm. It's great exciting. Yeah. Yeah, not much to say there. No. Son of a bitch. <laughs> Stealing myself. June 10th. You're a funny poo head. I didn't have any homework. <laughs> Yay. I have to do a TKD demonstration tomorrow. I drew a picture. Ooh. <laughs> I went to Matt's house. We wrote a song. Oh. Do you remember this song? I don't. Oh. I hope that that's the last skimpy talk for a while. I, would, I, I am so I'm sorry to you. I'm sorry <clears throat> to you, the listeners. I'm yeah. sorry to me. I did make a conscious choice this week to read the skimpy content in a skimpy voice mm-hmm. rather than my normal voice. Yeah. Um, I hope it was the right decision. I think it was. As aggravating as it was to <laughs> listen to. You're committing. <laughs> wow, no homework on the second to last day of school, so that's <laughs> yeah. good. That's a boon. <laughs> Something to cheer about. A TK2 demonstration tomorrow? Yeah. Doing some board breaking and... I hope you're prepared. Yeah, I'm sure I'm not. Did you ever break a board? Gosh, maybe. My only... I do have a very clear memory of being in the parking lot uh, where the Ames was, but outside of the bank. Uh I don't know if... I mean, it must have been sometime around then. Oh, God, it might have been this. Actually, God, I'm just realizing. Really? Uh, Well, a demonstration, I'm not sure if it was like... If that means it was at the the Taekwondo studio or if it was this this like event in the parking lot. I don't (laughs) know if that was a demonstration. But I definitely remember punching at a board so many times that I skinned my knuckles and the board did not break. (laughs) So I was like not picking up what i was meant to be picking up yeah. in these lessons yeah i do think i think even today i'm making a fist for tori i'm showing it to tori yeah i see it. you think there's something wrong with my fist yeah it doesn't quite look right does this look right yeah because look at your look at this see there's this thing so tori's got this kind of fl- oh his yeah. fingers are all like they make a flat sort of surface yeah the punching part of the fist yeah but my index finger kind of my knuckles sticking way out and that was my problem then and that yeah. is my problem now i can't make a proper fist which is why I don't like to fight. It's too unevenly yeah. distributed. Yeah, and I also can't snap. I think that. I think. That's oh just, yeah, interesting. Mm-hmm. That's the sound of my hand snapping. Yeah. So I think there's something wrong with yeah. my hand bones. Your hands weren't made for TKD. My hand bones, <laughs> they weren't made for snapping. They weren't made for fighting. Mm-hmm. They were made for loving. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> June 11th. I didn't go to the TKD demo. <laughs> 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 okay, so my memory of hurting my hand on a board was not on June 11th, 1993, because <laughs> I skipped it. Half day of school left. I am tired. Mm-hmm. 
My tummy hurts. <laughs> My class was on TV. Actually, we'll be on TV soon. <laughs> what? <laughs> I got my 92-93 yearbook. Oh. Good night. Half a day of school left. Half a day of school left. It's the a Friday. Pen- the penultimate day of Why? sixth grade. It just seems weird to me that our last day of school is a Monday and a half day at that. Yeah. I have to think it's snow day makeups. Mm. I have to think. I don't know why I wasn't sure why I wrote my class was on TV yeah. and then said actually we'll be on TV soon. Yeah. I'm just confusing my timelines. Yeah. That was, I assume, the rollerblade I think report. So. Yeah. Although we would be on, were you in select chorus? Actually, I've got a way that we can figure that out oh. because uh, what I have here is the <laughs> 1993 Morristown Elementary yearbook that yeah. I just wrote about in my diary that mm-hmm. I got this very day. 25 years ago the marbled cover marbled cover it's got 93 in a very 90 font 90s font yeah like it's been painted on with a paintbrush yeah so first to yeah. answer your question yeah i'm gonna flip to select chorus okay so i found it let me take a look actually you take a look okay i'm gonna pass see. this to, to tori you were you were a better singer than me and i was in it so i have to think so are you saying select chorus was on the news for some reason we were on cbs this morning we sang I don't know. I guess it was their theme song. Which is what? Let's hear it. Oh, what a beautiful morning. Oh, what a beautiful day. And you know the rest. I've got a beautiful feeling. Everything is going Everything's my going way. my way. A camera crew came in and we sang that song. And on August 3rd, 1993, we appeared on television oh okay so that's not they came in in june oh okay and they they told us oh. to, to stay tuned because we were going okay. to be on tv i mean that point. probably was it but that it said be. my class yeah so i guess it wasn't that yeah we got a lot of press coverage this yeah year. yeah at least three times the, new, <laughs> the news came to town yeah <laughs> wow in the last uh, moments of this episode, mm-hmm. let's, let's take a look at this yearbook. I mean, I think the first thing i want to do is yeah okay so there's no signatures at all on the front flyleaf Yep, nothing. I guess maybe we just wrote stuff in the back. Okay, oh, thank God. There's some signatures. <laughs> there's some signatures in the back. Okay. Uh, the first thing that leaps out at me is Skimpy has signed my yearbook. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Along with many of our classmates and many fictional characters. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that. Oh no. I wish we weren't doing this because this is deeply embarrassing. I'm, I'm gonna up. pass this to Tori. Oh, Janina. See you next year, Jed. Really? Yeah. Where? That's really nice. So there's like maybe half of these signatures are from actual people and half of them are from us (laughs) playing characters from AJ's world. Yeah. I want to believe that's a real signature from Janina. I think it is. Okay, thank you. I I think it is. (laughs) I mean, I think... God. I think any name that we actually recognize Uh, as a real person is, is probably that person. Jed... I've always liked you as a friend and always will. <laughs> Your friend, Crystal. Oh, that's she's nice. Really, she's trying to tell me something, I think. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Driving it home. Uh, Jeff West has written Eat Me. Okay. Uh, Skimpy Rem. Skimpy has signed his name. Uh, backwards S. Yeah. Like a baby would. <laughs> I like you, Skimpy. Crystal Q. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Not a not a real person. <laughs> no. Um, AJ Moody, happy summer, Skimpy. That's funny. Yeah. Um, hi, Jed. Jedina. This is me, oh. a female version of myself, <laughs> yeah. played, played by myself, signing my own yearbook. <laughs> and flipping through the yearbook um, doesn't really... So let's look at our photos of ourselves. As I mentioned maybe a couple weeks ago, this was 
decidedly my homeliest year. <laughs> and of all the pictures, of all the, oh my god, of all the school pictures that I've ever had taken, this is the last one I'd want to post online. <laughs> do you mind? Can I? Of course. Okay. You do look. I am. I am actually shocked by this photograph yeah. of you. Yeah. I mean, I it remember looks, it looks like it's Photoshop. been altered. Yeah. That's it. So on this day, twenty-five years ago. You and I and everyone else in the class had a fresh one of these in our hands, mm-hmm. you know, running around, getting signatures from our classmates, forging signatures in our <laughs> own yearbooks. Yeah, that's, that's. I mean, it's an end of a year. This is the end of sixth grade. Monday. I know. We graduate from sixth grade. My God. But for now, it's Friday. The weekend's coming. Another weekend as a sixth grader. The final weekend as a sixth grader. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm been a couple weeks since we we checked in on what was topping the charts yeah so uh here is seven seconds of a song that we very likely heard yeah during our last weekend as sixth graders Jetta Diaries, the Jetta Diaries, that's the name of this podcast. And now this episode is through. 